from the world-famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report, starring Sean Kelly, producer Dan, D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra, yeah. and the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Sean Kelly and John DeShazer. How goes it? It is the Monday edition of the Black and Blue Report. We hope this finds you well. We hope that you had a great weekend. Wow, what a weekend in football. Unbelievable. Each day this weekend, you count the uh, the college football stuff, except for what happened in Baton Rouge, because that w- really wasn't even a competitive college football game. But nonetheless, uh, we, we get the trifecta over the weekend as well. First time in a long time that the Saints, Tigers, and Green Wave, all winners on the football weekend, so everybody's in a good mood this morning, and because producer Dan is back on this Monday morning as well. Hi again, everybody. I'm Sean Kelly. John DeShazer is at the other microphone, and across the desk from us is producer Dan, freshly married, honeymooned the whole nine yards, and J.D., he is back, ready to go, has a glow about him. I don't know if that's from being newly married or from the son of St. Lucia. My condolences to him, my sympathies, um, and all those things I will you know, dressed in Shiva today for him. And uh, I'll be wearing black and mourning him for the rest of the week. Now, after that, I'll celebrate. You know, I want to see him make it through a week. And, you know, because he's been dating this young lady for quite some time. So how she has found him tolerable, I do not know. However, obviously she is a gem of a – so, um, you know, how she deals with him. I, mm, well. a special place for her. Yes, yes, yes. yes. She has already earned her wings. What do they say here in the South? Bless her heart. Yeah, bless her heart. Bless that her is heart. that is a Southern thing. Now that's a Southern thing, no doubt. Uh, we're coming to you from Studio B here on this Monday as the Saints have returned from Tampa victorious, uh, a thriller as they win it on the Garrett Hartley field goal at the end there on the at the end of the uh, Drew Brees engineered game winning drive. I mean, it was a wild Sunday. Not only. With regard to the Saints, but around the NFL, too. There's no doubt about that. On the show today, uh, J.D., of course, who was in Tampa, we'll hear a cut or two from Drew Brees and uh, from Jimmy Graham, who was phenomenal yesterday. More on that in a moment. Jim Corbett, kind of our favorite uh, national football correspondent, is uh, back from USA Today, and he is on today's Black and Blue Report. And a little bit later on, we will get you the Sean Payton Monday morning presser. That will cut us really close um, to our deadline today, but we want to make sure that on Mondays here on the Black and Blue Report we get you that that Monday morning visit with head coach Sean Payton. Uh, so no basketball talk really today, but tomorrow we kind of pick that up. Pelicans general manager Del Demps will be on the program tomorrow. David Wesley on a Wednesday, and uh, we're scheduled to have a Pelicans player later in the week. So there will be some basketball, of course, the blue side of the Black and Blue Report. And uh, we've also got, you know, good football stuff for you later on this week, too. Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk. Is that right? Pro Football Talk? That's yeah. Him. He's That's on, him. on on Thursday, I think. Uh, Rob Nice will be hosting Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. I will be in New York at the NBA broadcast meeting. So another sign. I know I keep saying this, another sign that we're getting very close to a basketball training camp. So that's all good stuff. Let's get right into it. Saints winners yesterday to go 2-0. and both in the division, this one on the road, and uh, JD, I, I, I had my doubts. I, I, I'm a man enough to admit that I didn't think it looked good. You know, Tampa Bay is 
literally yards away from a first down and closing that game out. And the Saints defense, uh, shorthanded albeit, gets the stop. And then, thankfully, Tampa misses that field goal attempt. Well, it wasn't that it didn't look good. It looked downright bad. I mean, uh, defensively, you know, you've got to give Rob Ryan and this newly constructed unit all the credit in the world because these guys against Atlanta and Tampa Bay have had their backs pushed through the wall and they continue to come up big with stop after stop after stop after stop and giving the offense a chance until it kind of finds its legs. Now, right now, this offense is struggling a little bit. On 23 points in the season opener, 16 against Tampa Bay. That's not the, the Saints offense that we're accustomed to seeing. So, you know, there's going to be a little bit of work to do there, especially in the red zone. They're one for seven in the red zone the first two games. But defensively, you can't have any complaints. 17 points allowed against the Falcons, really seven against Tampa Bay because one was a pick six for that 14 points. So they've allowed in two games 24 points. And I can't remember, you know, recently, certainly I don't know if it happened last season where the Saints had back-to-back games defensively where they allowed a total of 24 points or anything like that. So, you know, they've really showed up big so far this season. As you all know, the uh, final was uh, 16-14. The game took four hours and 31 minutes to complete. Of course, the lightning delay had a lot to do with that. Uh, And, of course, all the penalty yards that the the Buccaneers racked up. Ten penalties, 118 yards for the Buccaneers yesterday. Uh, you were talking about Drew Brees, who uh, got beat around a little bit yesterday. There's no doubt about that. But in the end, he threw the ball 46 times, 26 for 46, 322 yards. Uh, that extends his streak, uh, which I think is second best in the NFL right now, mm-hmm. if not second best ever. Is that right? I think it's uh, his. I think it's the best. Yes. I believe it's the best. Okay. Uh, a touchdown and two interceptions. Brees, of course, engineered the uh, game-winning drive with no timeouts. Big completions to uh, Jimmy Graham and uh, Marcus uh, Colston in that drive. And here is Breeze about how it all ended up yesterday in Tampa. I think wins like this are vital. You know, because no matter what you've done in the past, you, you, you've got to kind of prove it to yourself that this team can, can, can do that, can overcome those types of odds and circumstances and, and get a win on the road, in the division. Uh, these just become so meaningful, you know, and our team got better today. You know, um, there's still a lot we have to work on. There's still a lot we need to improve upon. But when you can find a way to win um, with everything that happened today, uh, especially there at the end, those are significant. And then, of course, uh, Garrett Hartley uh, kicked the game winner, which was uh, which was sweet because he uh, he missed earlier in the game uh, on what seemingly was in his wheelhouse. It was a of distance. Well, yeah, no it had doubt, a little distance. It wasn't the easiest no, kick in the world, but it's a kick that you expect him to make, you know, yeah. certainly because he's made, you know, big kicks for the Saints, obviously the one uh, to lead them into the Super Bowl against Minnesota in, in the NFC Championship game and uh, also made some nice kicks in the Super Bowl. So, yeah, you expect him to make those kicks. Did the Saints, you know, because you were there and with the team, traveling with the team, you're the, the lead guy for NewOrleansSaints.com. Did the team seem – did they did they, did they seemingly – get away with one yesterday or did they as I think that I see it just never give up well it's a little bit about it's a lot of the form I mean this is one of those where you know I call it found money I mean you know you this is this is backing up to the pay window with a mask on and 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 basically getting away with one because you know although they dominated statistically the turnovers put them in a situation where it was extremely precarious and had they lost that game yesterday, you know, it would have been considered a giveaway, yeah, I, I think. But 
On the other hand, Tampa Bay played pretty played extremely well defensively. And so the Saints were in a position where if they lost that game, it was like, well, you know, yeah, but maybe they didn't deserve to win it. But, you know, to be able to get a missed field goal and then to convert it the way they did with no timeouts, 66 seconds left on the clock and a pretty decent amount of distance to get down the field. And they get it all the way down to the nine, end up with a chip shot, a 27-yard field goal to win it was extraordinary. I don't know if Tampa relaxed or if the Saints just came through with the precision that, you know, they've been lacking for much, much of the second half. All right, so we'll, uh, we'll continue our conversation about yesterday's win over the Buccaneers, how sweet it is. 2-0 is the start, both of the division, one of those on the road. A big-time, big-time victory yesterday, and we're going to talk more about it as we continue on the Black and Blue Report next. Saints fans, show your true colors and get in the action with the all-new black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Play all three seeds. You have to play to win. That's right. Enter your non-winning black and gold Saints tickets in our second chance drawings for a chance to win autographed Saints merchandise or one of four Saints game day prize packages. Next entry deadline is September 3rd. Pick up your black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase. What do you say to someone whose heart is on the line? That at Auctioner, an entire team of experts will collaborate to develop the best treatment for you? That we have procedures so revolutionary they aren't available anywhere else in the region, including breakthrough ways to more effectively manage heart failure and repair heart valves? That U.S. News & World Report ranks Auctioner Medical Center's heart program among the nation's very best? Or that with over 170 heart experts and seven hospitals to choose from, the exceptional cardiac care you need is always close to home? Actually, the most important thing to say is... Your results are back. Everything looks great. Better outcomes. Just one more reason to choose Auctioner. To find a heart specialist near you, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. The offseason for your New Orleans Pelicans has been exciting with all-star Drew Holiday and former Rookie of the Year Tyreek Evans being added to a lineup headlined by Anthony Davis and Ryan Anderson. Now, with the release of half-season and 12-game plans at varying price levels, there truly is a ticket plan for every fan. Packages start as low as $13 per game and feature the best seat locations to see all-star opponents, including the world champion Miami Heat. Visit pelicans.com or call 525-HOOP to get your seats today. The biggest thing about, you know, our team is is we're going to do what it takes to win. You know, whether it's the offense stepping up or defense or special teams play, we play complimentary football. And, and every game takes on the life of itself, and all we care about is winning. And, and this is last weekend, this week was huge wins for us. Uh, to start out 2-0 in the division, won a tough game on the road. Um, and, you know, these kind of wins make your team stronger. That's Saints defensive back Malcolm Jenkins, who uh, had a great, great game. Well, he saved the game last year in Tampa. And yesterday has an interception as a part of the Saints 16-14 win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report with John Shazer. I'm Sean Kelly. Uh, Jenkins' uh, interception was one of two Tampa turnovers yesterday. Both teams had two turnovers uh, in the ball game, and um, certainly they they played a big role in the football game. Don't ever, I know I know I get mad on analysts, JD, when when I when we have a guest on, and I say, okay, give me the give me the key to the game, and they and they jump out there with the turnover thing and. That just seems so obvious to me, but uh, obviously uh, it is a big part of the game, and that's why I guess 
it should just be a standard key in any game. But certainly the big win yesterday was highlighted by a fantastic performance by Jimmy Graham, a career high for him, uh, J.D. Uh, and, and on top of that, he takes that hit, which I don't think most folks get up from. But at the end of the day, 10 catches. He was targeted 16 times, 10 catches, 179 yards. Average yards on the reception for Graham yesterday, J.D., 17.9 yards. Of course, that's helped by the one big 56-yard play. But you know how special was, was that guy? Well, he is simply a guy that there is no equivalent defensive match for him. I don't know who would be in the NFL right now. I mean, he's, he's six. Five, six, 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 seven, somewhere in that range, and he's 270, and he can run like a deer, and he's got good hands, and he runs those seam routes. And even if he doesn't run a seam route, he's dropping in the middle of his zone and just kind of setting up. And worst-case scenario, you can just basically run him out like a power forward and let him post up against somebody and throw a jump ball. So, you know, I don't know a team that has any equivalent defensive match to, to guard him. A linebacker can't stay with him. A safety who's, uh, is too small. A corner is too small. And if you take a corner and put him on Jimmy Graham, now you're missing a corner on a wide receiver. So, I mean, he's, he's just a guy who causes – all kinds of problems for teams. And, you know, he ran the seam routes against Tampa Bay to a perfection yesterday. The cheap shot up high on him, you know, he showed some toughness because he was down for a moment. And, you know, Lord knows nobody would have blamed him had he not gotten up and not played the rest of that game. But he comes back and makes a couple of tough catches, makes the big catch on the on the game-winning drive, and just showed really what kind of character he is. He did say that Drew Brees has the kind of faith in him where, whether he's covered by one guy or two guys, Drew Brees has told him, look, you're open if you're covered. So there are going to be times where a guy's on you, and I'm just going to throw it to you anyway because I believe you're going to make the play. Yeah, he's only known one quarterback ever, yes. and yes. that's Drew. And certainly uh, Drew is uh, the other part of that big day for Graham yesterday, and certainly after the game, uh, Jimmy Graham had nothing but glowing things to say about his his partner in crime there, Drew Brees. That guy, Drew Brees, man, he's magical. Uh, he really is. You know, it doesn't matter what time in the game it is, at what point in the game it is. You know, he has belief in us, he has belief in himself, and he knows that if you give him a minute, if you give him 30 seconds, um, you know, we all have hope on this team just because of the way the way we're built, the way he's built, and the way Sean's built this team. All right, J.D., before we look ahead to, to the week at hand here, um, in, the, in, the, in the spirit of fairness, I do think that we should touch upon two things. One of them you've already mentioned, and that is one of seven in the red zone for the Saints offense so far. That's, That's got to be cleaned yeah. up. And the other one is no Saint yesterday ran the ball for more than 29 yards. That That's another thing that I think that Sean Payton and company probably will address this week, or at least they'll be on their minds. They didn't, yeah, they didn't get to the balance that they wanted them. Against Atlanta, they ran it 29 times. Now, three, you know, two of those really didn't count. They were kneel downs, and, and another one was a Drew Brees scramble. So, you know, 26 rushing attempts by running backs against Atlanta. 20 yesterday against Tampa Bay versus 46 pass attempts, I think you said. So, you know, that's not the balance they want to get to. I think you want to get those carries up around 30. You want to keep the defense honest in that way. Now, but again, with this team, sometimes a swing pass to Darren Sproles or a screen to Pierre Thomas is the equivalent of their running game. So you have to factor that in also. But, you know, certainly you want to get some pure runs in there to, to kind of keep the defense, you know, balanced and honest. And I, think, I thought Pierre Thomas had a couple of nice, tough runs in the second half. You'd like to see a little bit more of that. You know, it seems like Mark Ingram might be struggling a little bit, but they're getting what they need to out of those guys. But I think they can get a little bit more if you, if, if you stay with it and run a little bit more. 
All right, before we bring uh, Jim Corbett in from USA Today uh, for his take not only on that game but on the uh, NFL weekend in general, let's look ahead just for a moment. A lot of folks said that if the Saints could handle the first two games, division opponents, one of which being on the road, come out of their 2-0, and that the door would be wide open to start the season 4-0 because you had Arizona at home in Week 3 and Miami at home on Monday Night Football in Week 4. Well pump the brakes a little bit here all of a sudden now Miami wins yesterday and I know you don't see them for two more weeks but Arizona continues to can to find a way winners yesterday and certainly now I think the dynamic of the matchup with the Cardinals this week has changed well yeah because they've gotten a taste of victory but now here here is a a dynamic that you know certainly is going to factor in for the Saints it's a noon kickoff for a West Coast team so their body clocks are going to be what 10 a.m whatever so that usually factors four teams when the West Coast team has to travel either, you know, to a central time zone or to an eastern time zone. Plus, the way the Saints are playing defensively right now, you know, I don't necessarily know if I want to be Carson Palmer and, and those guys because they're really putting together stops. But again, as you said, you know, Arizona did win. They've got that taste of victory in their mouths. And once you get that taste, you want more of it. So we got to see how that factors in. And plus now the Miami game is a Monday night game. And we know what the Saints do in primetime. Generally, they show up and they show up big, especially at home. So, you know, those are, you know, I think those are two of the reasons where you felt like if they got through the first two, they'd have some built in advantages for the next two. Honey Badger back on Sunday, too, by the way. Yeah, made a game-saving tackle yesterday. And, you know, game one, the quintessential Honey Badger. He, You know, they're beating on a play. Guy's running in to score. And somewhere, somehow Tyron Matthew tracks him down, dives, punches the ball out. That's just who he – the dude just does that. He just – you can't teach the stuff that he does. He's not big. He's not really fast. He's not the best cover guy in the world. But, you know, if you put him back on a punt return, he's going to pop one. If you put him in one-on-one coverage, he's going to jump a route. He's always going to do something that makes you say, you know what, this dude can just play. But he's, he's got that innate ability. He's got the instincts that make you say he, he plays faster than he is. He plays bigger than he is because he's got instincts and he just seems to always be in the right place at the right time. Yeah, Honey Badger, our own Honey Badger, uh, producer Dan over there, passes the note. Uh and it reminded us about that storyline this week. I, yeah, it didn't hit me, but you're right. He made those. He's made two big, huge plays for the Cardinals yeah. in the, to the start of their season. So, oh, you better believe we'll hear more on that storyline as the week goes on. Still to come, Sean Payton's uh, Monday morning presser, Jim Corbett of USA Today. That's John DeShazer. You can follow him on Twitter at John DeShazer. Spell it for him, John. J O H N. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, smart guy. D-E-S-H-A-Z-I-E-R. All right, he's our lead on NewOrleansSaints.com, and we thank him for stopping by. Welcome back, and thanks for coming in early after a late night last night. Always good to be home, and always good to be in the black and blue studio with you know you and producer Dan. I know, the whole you know, the band's back together today. This is fantastic. You can follow me on Twitter if you like, at Sean Kelly Live. Well, I'd like you to. Um, and, of course, you can comment or question the show at Black Blue Report. The Monday morning version of the Black and Blue Report continues right after this. Bud Light presents NFL Fan Dilemmas. Should I put these Bud Lights on your tab? Just supposed to get this round. Whoa, interception! But on my rounds, we play better. It's good luck when I buy Jeff's beers. But I don't want to buy Jeff's beers. He wouldn't even give me gum the other day. What a shocking turn of events. Absolutely 
everything going right. Yep, my tab. It's only weird if it doesn't work. Bud Light, for the NFL fans who do whatever it takes. Here we go. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get text messages with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelicans Mobile Alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus, sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. This is Todd Graves, founder of Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. Sure, other fans are hungry for a win. But here in New Orleans, we make sure that you're well-fed, too. With tailgates of our fresh chicken fingers and jugs of lemonade and sweet tea. Loving the Saints is like the freshness of Cane's. All day, no quit. The Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. The official chicken of your New Orleans Saints. Say that to say this. The new album from Trombone Shorty. Trombone Shorty is back with 11 explosive tracks on his highly anticipated new release. Say that to say this. This album delivers funk, R&B, rock, and soul that's sure to blow you away. Trombone Shorty delivers an incredible remake of the Meters classic, Be My Lady, with all music played by the original Funky Meters. What's up, New Orleans? This is Trombone Shorty. Check out my new record, Say That to Say This, produced by Raphael Sadiq and me in stores now. Still to come on the program, we'll have uh, Saints head coach Sean Payton's Monday morning presser, but joining us now to talk about yesterday's action because he was there, and then also about the weekend in the NFL is Jim Corbett of the USA Today. He is the national pro football writer for um, that nationwide newspaper. Uh, good morning, Jim. We hope that you're ready to travel safe today on a Monday. Hey, Sean. How you doing? Doing great. Uh, I think the whole city's doing great after the Saints were able to pull one out on the road yesterday in a lightning-delayed, sloppy game that took, uh, it seemed like, six hours. I know it wasn't six hours, but for some it probably felt like it. Uh, and maybe we should start there since you were in that press box. What was your takeaway from yesterday? Yeah, like you said, I mean, it started at 4 o'clock, had a you know, 90-minute lightning delay, and uh, it ended up feeling like a night game, uh, you know, almost an 8 o'clock uh, kickoff. But, uh, you know, the, the Saints are fortunate. Uh, they survived two breeze interceptions and, uh, you know, some you know, questionable, um, you know, just the, the running sequence at the end of the first half, uh, I think it was four cracks uh, from inside the Tampa Bay 2 where they were stopped. And to me, that's disconcerting for a team that wants to establish more of a running presence. As we go back to when the Saints were 13-3 and through the last four years, they had the sixth-ranked running attack, and that's been an emphasis of Sean Payton's since he came back. And, uh, you know, to me, that was the disturbing part, especially when they took the points off the board, um, you know, for the defensive offsides after Hartley had kicked the field goal uh, to put them up uh, you know, 13 uh, uh, seven uh, to me, or thirteen ten. To me, that was disturbing in the sense that you wonder can they consistently get the ball uh, in short yardage situations where they need it. So um, yeah, they came back. Drew Brees ran a perfectly executed two minute drill with one oh six left. You know, three quick passes to Jimmy Graham, to Sproles, and then to Colston, the big one, the dagger on thirty one yards, spikes it, and then uh, sets up Harley for the winning field goal. And a dysfunctional. Tampa Bay team, I mean, Josh Freeman continues to look 
like he's a guy about to be either benched or maybe uh, you know some of the speculation about him wanting to trade may happen just because uh, he's been so bad. They've lost uh, uh, seven of his last eight starts. He's had 12 interceptions. So you take all those things into a consideration. Big game by Jimmy Graham. Saints are 2-0, and they look to be back atop you know, the NFC South as the team to beat. And now they've got, uh, I think it's Arizona and Miami next. So, you know, you cross your fingers when you say that if you're a Saints fan, but they could be 4-0 uh, in a blink of an eye here. Well, that would sure uh, make fans around here very happy. And, and, and that woe continues or that, that uh, hand-wringing in Tampa continues. I wanted to touch on that just for a moment. Um, what happens first, Jim? Uh, Josh Freeman goes bye-bye or Greg Schiano gets on the hot seat there in Tampa? Well, I think, you know, it's, it's probably a little bit of both right now. I mean, I just don't know that they can commit to Mike Glennon, uh, who seems to be uh, Schiano's guy. I mean, certainly he said at the owners' meetings that he was not wedded to Josh Freeman, and he's entered a contract year, a make-or-break year, and he's played very badly. Um, you know, two last-second losses uh, by combined three points against the Jets, and against uh, the Saints, and Freeman has been undistinguished. He was outplayed by a rookie, Geno Smith, last week, obviously badly outplayed by Drew Brees, um, you know, continues to make mistakes, had a fumble, a strip sack, and then, you know, uh, also had another interception. And the biggest, most telling sign to me was that Shannon didn't trust him on third and six with 156 left. I think it was at the um, 32-yard line, and uh, they ran Doug Martin on uh, clearly a passing down. They took the ball out of Freeman's hands. So um, there's a lack of trust. Both sides said, no, there's been no discussion of a trade, and that's never come up. Uh, Josh said that, you know, uh, he hasn't heard anything of that nature. He turned his cell phone off before the game, so he wasn't open to the speculation that's been out there from, I guess, the CBS.com uh, sports report. But, uh you just have to think that uh, there's been enough evidence here that uh, Chiano will move on from him. And uh, the the thing about Chiano, though, is he admits it's squarely on him because they had 10 penalties yesterday for 118 yards and three more of the personal fouls. Deshaun Goldston may get suspended here after last week being fined 30000 for his hit, same helmet-to-helmet hit against uh, Jeff Cumberland, the Jets tight end, this time Sproles. So I think Burton Hanks and the league has to send a message, a strong message, especially when we saw what happened yesterday in Green Bay with Eddie Lacy and uh, Brandon Murrayweather leading with his helmet. So here's a guy, to me, um, you know, just the uh, picture of or the snapshot of an undisciplined guy, the message that the league is trying to send about you can't leave with the crown of your helmet. And now they get New England next. Jim Corbett of USA Today is our guest here on the Black and Blue Report. Jim, so many, so many games it seemed like yesterday uh, ended the same way that the Saints and, and Bucks did. It's down to the wire. Uh, the Chargers come back and beat Philadelphia uh, to uh, to uh, make that a thriller. I, you know, for all the the praise and intrigue that's been heaped uh, upon Chip Kelly. I guess I'm going to ask you if you thought he mismanaged the game there at the end and allowed Philip Rivers and the Chargers too much time. Well, that is the one flaw in in that strategy of you know the speed offense, the blur offense, is that you lack time of possession and you expose your defense. You continually put them on the field and you score fast and you know you don't uh, sustain drives. So to me, that is what we're starting to see. Uh, you know, possibly a, a defense under Billy Davis, their first-year defensive coordinator, trying to move from a 4-3 wide nine to a 3-4 uh, 
um, it's problematic in the sense that those guys are still on the learn and, and, and being exposed, um, you know, by Philip Rivers and his quick passing game. So, yeah, that is going to be an issue going forward. However, the good thing for the Eagles is that the uh, NFC East is eminently winnable. Uh, Dallas and they are tied at one and one. And you look at Eli Manning, and he's had, you know, seven interceptions in his first two games. Those guys look really dysfunctional and banged up. And, and so, uh, Washington with Robert Griffin has not looked anything like himself. He's been a shell of himself. And they've been outscored, I think, in their first halves, 50 to seven. So, uh, if you're the Eagles, you know, Chip has said, you know, I don't want to, you know, take my my foot off the gas pedal, but he may have to a little bit and try and establish more of that running game to help his defense. Big game last night up in the Northwest, Jim, uh, as Seattle really takes care of San Francisco. I know everybody kind of looked at that as maybe the marquee game above the Manning Bowl, if you will. Uh, were you surprised that Seattle was able to hold the Niners to such a small number yesterday? You know, no, uh, just based on their secondary being real. And uh, we saw that pick by Sherman, and um, certainly Kaepernick looked like a different quarterback than in week one against Green Bay. Uh, the 400-yard passer turned into a three-interception passer, so um, he looked out of sorts. And um, obviously, they weren't great at running the ball either. It's just a tough place to win. It's a different. It's the toughest place to win on the road. You know, we talk about the Super Dome being a, a huge advantage, but it's just different up there. And uh, the noise factor is real. And uh, you know, it's tremendous. They talk about the 12th man. It's a tremendous uh, weapon that came into play. But uh, you know, to me, Russell Wilson, you know, shined, and uh, obviously. Uh, Marshawn Lynch, who didn't have a good game in week one, uh, got, you know, uh, untracked and, and, and to me had a good game. So uh, Seattle's a force to be reckoned with, and uh, you have to wonder. I mean, Anquan Bolden had that really big game. Sherman said he studied him, and, um, you know, to me, he's a guy who um, you have to throw open. He's, he's eminently coverable, and uh, Kaepernick did a good job in week one, but you have to wonder long term. Now, you know, you see Vernon Davis with a hamstring, so. Um, you know, I think it's going to be Seattle's division this year, and uh, we'll see how far San Francisco goes. They're still a good team. Uh, make no mistake, they're still a pretty complete team, but they got banged up last night too. Jim Corbett, our guest. Jim, before I, I let you go get that on that airplane, um, what will be in your notebook this week and therefore then on the pages of USA Today as we get ready for week three? Yeah, just trying to look uh, you know, back at Tampa a little bit. And uh, one thing that jumped out at me, uh, you know, we talk about you know, a lot of close games. Uh, certainly the Texans and their two wins uh, have been, you know, come from behind. And uh, week one, the late game against San Diego, uh, they came from 20 point, 21 points down. And uh, this time against Tennessee, like you were talking about, uh, you know, a lot of you know, close games yesterday, Buffalo and Carolina being one of them uh, with E.J. Manuel leading the comeback. But uh, to me, that was the one strike against the Texans was once you get them down, they're not built to come from behind. So that's that's showing me something in terms of a real team. And the Chicago Bears are a real team. Uh, the way Jay Cutler has been protected, number one, looked comfortable, and his mechanics look really good under Mark Trestman. So those guys, you know, get out, out to that quick 2-0 start. Green Bay is not the team to beat anymore in that division. Jim Corbett, it is a real treat when we can get you on the program, and I really appreciate it. Safe travel to you today, sir. Hey, Sean, I always enjoy it. Thanks for having me. Take Jim, care. Thank you, you too. Jim Corbett of USA Today with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Stay tuned. We've still got Sean Payton's Monday morning presser coming your way in just a moment. Hey there. What you having? 
Um, what kind of specials do you have today? Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, what? Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. Nicotine? Listen, I'm gonna hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini. Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org. This is Todd Graves, founder of Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers, being the official chicken of the New Orleans Saints. We're more than just fans of the Saints. We're fans of Saints fans. So on game day, we make sure they're reloaded with tailgates of our fresh chicken fingers and jugs of lemonade and sweet tea. The best chicken fingers around? We got this. Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. The official chicken of your New Orleans Saints. Hey, New Orleans Saints fans. Show your true colors and get in the action with the all-new black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Play all three seeds. You have to play to win. That's right. Enter your non-winning black and gold Saints tickets in our second chance drawings for a chance to win autographed Saints merchandise or one of four Saints game day prize packages. Next entry deadline is September 3rd. Pick up your black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Well, a part of Mondays during the regular season here is uh, head coach Sean Payton's uh, Monday morning press briefing. Uh, that would be on a normal Sunday game situation. And so here after the win over Tampa yesterday, the head coach was in the Saints indoor facility to meet with the media just a short time ago. A couple of highlights from his press conference this morning. Uh, of course, one of the highlights of the game was the game-winning drive. That would certainly make sense. But the fact that the uh, Saints did it without the aid of a timeout, Coach Payton talked about the drive, uh, keeping the ball in the middle of the field and still setting things up somewhat comfortably for Garrett Hartley's game winner. There is that, that point in which it becomes harder to do, but that's a lot of time, a lot more time than you think. Um, now you, you can't just check the ball down over the, over the middle of the field. But, so they were chunks. You know, Sproles was in uh, one of the receptions, and then it, Graham's obviously was a big one, and then Colston's. Um, you know, it's something we work on a lot. It's something that Drew's exceptional at. He gets to the line. He has a good feel for what he want, what he wants to get to. You know, prior to the game, as the week kind of concludes, he's given thought to, you know, his top two-minute calls. If we're in a two-by-two two set or if we're in a, we're in a three-by-one set, uh, most of those plays yesterday were trips three-by-one. And you know, after the big completion to Colston, it's. You know, the awareness to hurry up, clock it, clock it. Um, time will tell us usually 16 or 17 seconds and below. It's hard to have a play inbounds and, and get to the ball and clock it. But we were well north of that, and I thought he, he along with the rest of the guys, managed that situation very well and, uh, you know, resulted in a win. And the, the kick was, regardless of how 
short that might appear, you know, when you're lining up to kick something like that, it's, you know, you make it, you win. If you don't make it, you lose. And uh, the execution of getting the field goal unit on the field, because all that time you're in kind of a mayday alert. Uh, there is a, there is a potential sequence where the ball's completed to Colston, for instance, and you don't have the time to clock it in you're trying to make a substitution of mayday field goal and the next snap rather than a clock it is a is a field goal so that that's all kind of going on we work on that a lot um and yet each each time it comes up is uh you know you, you can't have any error you know any penalty is a 10 second runoff there, there's just a lot of things that have to go well and uh, credit our players they did a good job of handling it there were a lot of other things discussed you know uh, some of it was about today's schedule the players are at the uh, Saints practice facility today, a little more structured than usual. They're in today uh, watching film, weightlifting, and going through their personal routines. Normally they would be doing that on their own, but it is a bit structured today. They'll get the day off tomorrow. Peyton commented upon that. Uh, nothing new on the injury front. The other thing that was uh, brought up certainly were the uh, number of headshots yesterday. The Buccaneers were flagged for several penalties uh, for what they call in, in college football now targeting, I guess, but in the NFL it's uh, it's you know personal foul, especially that hit on Jimmy Graham, which surprisingly, at least to, to me, was that Jimmy got up uh, and then even made a, uh, an even bigger play after that. So uh, Peyton kind of, I don't know, I think he politically did the right thing as far as how he talked about that issue, but he did um, give us a little bit of his take on on how that all played out yesterday. It's always a, it's always a challenge because you're you're coaching uh, you're coaching players about collision points. You know we try to err on the side of being low, um, and you know my, my problem. Uh, oftentimes it's tough. It's it's a bang bang play, uh, and yet you know all the other stuff that goes on afterwards. You know the, the, that's that's kind of the the thing that you know the taunting or whatever. I mean look. I understand playing good defense, and, and I get all that, but uh, it was great to see Graham take the hit, get back up, and end up a couple plays later catching a seam right through the middle of their defense. And he ended up really being the difference for us with the plays he made. So uh, certainly it's tough defensively with some of the rule changes, and then uh, I think you just you, I think you take each one into consideration. You look at it. And you look at it for what it is, and, uh, and I think the league's probably doing that. So just a little bit of Coach Payton's Monday morning presser. We'll, I tell you what, we'll do a little bit more uh, from Coach, and we'll wrap up today's Black and Blue Report right after this. Bud Light presents NFL Fan Dilemmas. Should I put these Bud Lights on your tab? Just supposed to get this round. Whoa, interception! But on my rounds, we play better. It's good luck when I buy Jeff's beers. But I don't want to buy Jeff's beers. He wouldn't even give me gum the other day. What a shocking turn of events. Absolutely everything going right. Yep, my tab. It's only weird if it doesn't work. Bud Light, for the NFL fans who do whatever it takes. Here we go. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. What makes Auctioner Primary Care such a great choice? Is it because we have 38 health centers throughout the region, some with evening and weekend hours available? Or because we accept close to 50 different insurance plans? Could it be because we offer My Auctioner, which gives you and your family secure online access to your health records, test results, prescription renewals, even emails with your doctor? 
or that you'll be connected to seven hospitals with 2,500 affiliated physicians who can handle everything from the common to the complex, so you'll never have to wonder if you made the right choice. Actually, what you may like the most is... Yes, we have a location near you. Expertise and convenience. Great reasons to choose an Auctioner primary care physician. To find one near you, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. Say that to say this. The new album from Trombone Shorty. Trombone Shorty is back with 11 explosive tracks on his highly anticipated new release. Say that to say this. This album delivers funk, R&B, rock, and soul that's sure to blow you away. Trombone Shorty delivers an incredible remake of the Meters classic, Be My Lady, with all music played by the original Funky Meters. What's up, New Orleans? This is Trombone Shorty. Check out my new record, Say That to Say This, produced by Raphael Sadiq and me in stores now. Pelicans.com and NewOrleansSaints.com, your first stop when following your teams. Welcome in. Final segment of this Monday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Kind of when we uh, hit the break there, we were in the middle of recapping head coach Sean Payton's uh, Monday morning presser. The other thing, and I thought this was a great question by Brett Martello, the AP, uh, today. He asked Coach about the the balance between the enthusiasm and excitement of starting the season 2-0, and but also knowing that there's still a tremendous amount of work to be done. we got a lot to fix, you know, and so... Uh, we got we have a ton of football to play, and we've got a lot of things we've got to clean up, defensively, offensively. Obviously, uh, we've got to be better at scoring, and and I've got to be, you know, do a better job, especially when we get in those areas. Um, the kicking game, you know, I was hoping we could get some uh, opportunities for a return. Um, I thought the kickers and the punter, I mean, the kicker and the punter handled the the conditions pretty well. Just that simple field goal right before the weather delay. Uh, with the wind swirling the way it was, I thought it was important for us to come away with some points there. Um, But overall, uh, I think that part is is easy for us. There's a lot we have to work on. So that's just some of the stuff from this morning's uh, Monday morning presser with head coach Sean Payton. You'll find, uh, I think, probably the complete uh, press conference on NewOrleansSaints.com. We'll encourage you to head over there and check that out. Uh, Tomorrow is a light day for football. As a matter of fact, they're not even expected to be around a whole lot. So we'll turn our attention to basketball somewhat tomorrow and college football, as we've kind of started to do on Tuesdays. Tulane head coach Curtis Johnson on the Black and Blue Report tomorrow. We'll check in on the Tigers with Mike Rabelais of The Advocate. And also tomorrow, Del Demps, the uh, general manager of your New Orleans Pelicans. So a good show tomorrow. Good to have producer Dan back today. And sure was nice to have J.D. on the show as well, recapping that fun, fun, albeit stressful win for the Saints yesterday don't forget to help us spread the word about the black and blue report it is the podcast for you the fans of the new orleans saints and the new orleans pelicans you can get it through uh, itunes for free you can also check it out through the new orleans saints app on your mobile device or i don't want to say the old-fashioned way because well i guess in the way it is all this mobile stuff but you can get it on your desktop too neworleansaints.com or pelicans Com. Thanks to everyone who was on the show today, and we thank you for listening. Hope you have a great rest of your Monday. We'll see you Tuesday, noon central, for the uh, next edition of the Black and Blue Report. For producer Dan and for JD, I'm Sean Kelly. So long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. 
Tune in each weekday at 1 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.